There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Hello everyone and welcome to From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for frank, unapologetic, and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. My name is Thad Helsley and I am joined by my co-host and future director of all MLB Shark programs, Cassia. Hello. <laughs> And our scrappy AI engine, Bernice. Blow me, Mr. Halkley. So, Cassio, welcome back from your artistic sojourn. You missed a critical three-game series against the New York Mets in their home stadium in Queens. In all three games, we went into later innings, uh, the 8th or ninth, with the lead, sometimes even a huge lead. Case in point... Doolittle goes in for a close at the bottom of the ninth in game one. The Nats have a 6-3 lead. Should be pretty easy for Doolittle, right? Ah! In less than 20 pitches, though, he manages to give up four runs and lose the game. Um, Obviously, he's not going to win every single one. And even the best closers fuck up from time to time. So what's what's the big deal? Okay, okay. Well, let's move on and then we can we can discuss further. So game two, we're, uh, we're also ahead. 3-2. Uh, uh, they don't bring in uh, Doolittle. But they bring in uh, Fernando Rodney, the 40-year-old, 42-year-old, uh, to do the eighth. And the new guy... Daniel Hudson, uh, who was just brought in, and they blow the lead again, and they. I know, lose I know, but one. it's not really a, that much of a lead. Well, look in in low scoring games, one uh, game wins it for you. I mean, it's winner. Yeah, or lose. I I understand how winning works, but right. I wouldn't say that one up is like a lead. Look here, let me put it another way. I understand the definition of winning. Okay, I'm aware of okay. that. I've been been acquainted with that can, can i put it another way go ahead okay so over a three game series with the nets there were 27 innings we controlled 24 or maybe arguably 25 of those 27 and yet we lost the series two to three isn't that a little sort of out of whack yeah, but again, we didn't have a lead. We were up one. Okay. First it's game, not a, it's first not game like, we wow, were up three. Control. That was, you're talking the second. The first game it's was like, three. It's like, what were the number of hits? You know? Did they have more Well, we could hits look that up. I, well, that's what I'm saying. That like There are other factors of control than just the score. So the third game, though, they bring Doolittle back in. Apparently not not phased in any Davy is not phased in any way about uh Doolittle's potential brings him in they're ahead seven to four you 
probably don't think that's a good lead either, do you? Anyways, he holds it in the ninth. And so, briefly, he is redeemed. He is redeemed! I don't think he was condemned before. Well, I don't know. People are, you know, people have been saying, what is wrong with effing Doodle Okay. People so- say every fucking thing. These pathetic baseball <laughs> fans have nothing else, apparently, going on in their lives other than to watch every game and nitpick every misstep of every player and remember it till the day they die. Aren't we among those no, people? No, absolutely not. We make a podcast, the typical you fan You make does a podcast. Not. I show up and bullshit at this microphone, <laughs> but I am not like picking apart everything and yelling for people to be murdered and this and that. This is a sports so, radio. I think that you listen to way too much sports radio and that if you just let that go, then none of this would be an issue for you. Well, no, I watch the games too. I don't the just fan, I know, I know, but it, the watching the games isn't what creates this mania. The mania is created by the fucking fan, which is like the Alex but Jones we're part of radio. Of the mania. We are I'm not part of it. No, I'm not. I am puncturing we've, it. We've done things that we will I discuss later that are probably not. wrong. I would never do this if it violated my principles and that would violate my principles okay well we've 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 mischaracterized people at their own expense because this is a comedy broadcast basically let's face it we're not a news organization okay here. we don't need to get that meta on this we can just <laughs> get into it okay but can we can we talk about do little for a second Let's please you. This is your guy. You know, you're the one that's I know. Talking about him. I was He's like, not Dr. my guy. Doolittle. Dr. My Doolittle. general opinion on Doolittle is that he's just like trying too hard to be a fake nerd. Okay. He has the cultural tastes of you mean an eight-year-old boy. He's, because he's um, Obi Sean Kenobi bobblehead that he helped design. Is that your uh, proposition? Yeah, the, because he plays ACDC so and Guns N' Roses when they first walk up music. It's, it's so bad. Just everything about it. I mean, were you? Didn't you have a, a clip you were gonna roll of his like explanation? Yeah. <laughs> what didn't go wrong? Of, um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of answers right now. Uh, I'm kind of searching and uh, kind of going over the inning in my head right now, <clears throat> and. Uh, the only thing I can think, um, or one thing that, that jumps to mind, is uh, I wasn't really happy with how the ball was coming out of my hand. Um, I looked up at the scoreboard a few times and saw some 91 and 92s, um, and I might have been overthrown, overcompensating, trying to uh, um, trying to throw a little bit too hard and do too much, and uh, I think I only maybe got one or two swings and misses. You know, I didn't even have really a chance to get a heading count, so they were so aggressive with it early, putting the ball in play. I think I made all that mess, and I only threw, you know, 20-some 20, 20 pitches. He didn't really have an explanation, except that he well, looked up at the scoreboard and somehow seen the, his, the miles pH of his pitches um, screwed up his mind and it's like but he's been in the league for like over 10 years it's like okay i think you know what a scoreboard looks like either look away or don't look or whatever well okay 
first of all, it's just, it's a truth universally acknowledged that people have good days and bad days. We don't need a scientific explanation for it. We just know this to be true. And he's a good closer. No one thinks he isn't, except for some psychopath that waits 45 minutes to talk to fucking Chad Dukes. But that person should just be dismissed as the maniac that they are. You're describing me every Monday. Have you ever called in? No, I haven't. Exactly. Because you are mentally sane. I I I used to work. Never call in. I used to work on a call in show and I never have talked to, I'd never talked to a single person that shouldn't have been medicated. (laughs) (laughs) And that was was C SPAN, wasn't it? I promise you, they're worse than the sports people, but that will be another podcast. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to look forward to that one. We're going to try to keep politics <laughs> out of this. Adventures in the call-in world, the screeners. Oh, yeah. my God, that would be like a Spike Lee We movie. should do a call-in the fan bit of like the screener talking to the people that are trying to get through. No, we should because, because I am Well, you would who probably else know could more. Write that more. I've never me. done that. I've never done that. Oh, Only you have. Holy shit. But the, you know they always talk uh, you know and the all real these shows. show, the real entertainment <laughs> folks is what the screener is going through. Well, that's what Chad Dukes lives on because then he will bring in the the screeners well, they, and say, "Who what did that fucker tell you? I know, you? but they're they're manufacturing that. They're trying <laughs> Maybe they to are. bring it. You're to... saying he's just doing a hard. No, 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 bit, no. So. But when you like try to bring it onto the show, you're not getting the authentic craziness that you get when people are actually talking to the screener. Okay. You know when the people that call in and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna be the asshole and call into Chad." You know, they know what they're doing. Probably. Of course. Sure. They just wanna. Be on air, and then and then be recorded, and they want and you they want to be replayed over and over again on like the bridge, like the openers when they come out of a segment, come into a segment, or come out of a segment to be replayed, like you know all the you know best. You know about like the whole production formula, which I don't know. No, I did. I did radio going back. I know, I know, but this specific show. Well, no, I mean they're all the same. They're all. We the didn't same. play clips of P- replay. Okay, C-SPAN people. didn't play clips. No, no, I get we didn't. It. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm just saying. You weren't advertising carsforcars.com either. Plenty of Collins <laughs> do not do that. Yes, I'm sure. Yes, but you were not for profit. But anyways, but here's the thing. Okay, there's got to be some. It's not just one bad night because why? Because because let me tell you. Okay, a lot of people have been analyzing this. So, what is his complaint? A lot of pe- millions of people. No, no, sports guys, broadcast people who have broadcast people have to talk about something. Doesn't matter if anything happens or not. They've got to fucking talk about something. Just so like just us. Just talk about this. Just like us. <laughs> we have to have a podcast too. Here, but just let me just. I mean, go ahead and react to it. Can I just talk? Go ahead. Okay, so he's saying, his supposition is, he keeps saying when they say, well, what's going on, man? You're just so totally different than you were. He's like, well, I'm overworked, man. I'm overworked. Someone call me ambulance. Wait, where did he say he was overworked? He suggests it in the, just the thing that we just heard. I've just had a really heavy load. Oh, season. I don't. I that's really reading something into his okay. statement. I don't. Well, think here's there. how he's played forty-seven innings in four and a half months. 
Okay, which when you look at every other starting closer in all the other 29 teams, he is 51st in that scale of number of innings where he actually pitched. So he's basically in the dead center of everything. And and his supposition is, I'm over. No, okay, you are analyzing his quote-unquote supposition like he's writing a phd thesis on why he fucked up it's a post-game interview they are in a locker room they're trying to get a shower they're trying to get on the plane so they can eat some freaking catered eggplant parmesan and fucking forget about what just happened eggplant parmesan you don't you sure it's not uh, red i don't know what barbecue? it is i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know what the flight attendant maybe sean doolittle is eggplant parmesan yeah look not Brian uh, Adam Eaton, but please proceed. Was that like a weight thing that you just like? Were you body shaming Jean Doolittle? No, not at all. I'm just saying he's a you know. Despite like, I'm agreeing with you. He sort of creates this illusion like I'm Mister um, Hard Mr. Rock Nerd. Nerdy Cred person with yeah. my crazy hair and my beard and my tats. Terrible beard. In, in, in real life, he and his wife drink kale smoothies at the same place Bryce Harbor did. So, you know, and when you, you know, you, they're just they're just totally yuppies. And he's just pretending to be a motorhead. Well, I don't think that, no, there's nothing more yuppie than being like, yeah, I love Guns and Roses. That's yuppie? Kind of. Well, okay. well, it's a different kind of yuppie than I'm used to. <laughs> it's like a hipster thing. Absolutely. I'm I used was to one, people like your mom. And I was and once <laughs> on the uh, the subway when there was a Guns N' Roses concert somewhere in D.C. And I just remember like riding and like looking up and just seeing like being surrounded by people in their probably late 60s with like leathery worn out skin and like leather jackets and being like what the fuck is going on well it's, and i had to google it to figure out like why the sudden demographic shift all well, around well me. it's even i mean you and i you were excited uh, at least from an anthropological standpoint that's the only to, way I'm to go excited. to a van halen concert yeah and they're like almost a decade in advance of guns and roses i mean they literally are in their 60s or 70s i think guns and roses maybe just crossed over the 60 ballpark now but um i mean their fandom was i mean we saw you know dads with adult children you know like oh wait a minute like us anyways <laughs> but i mean the guns and roses people are 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 you know, a little more recent. A little Van Halen is is digging the hoe. That's going down to like the Rolling Stones people. All right. Well, please tune in to uh, the next episode of our Guns and Roses podcast. <laughs> Anyways, we were little talking. Little desk concert at I, uh, Fad Media Studio. Bit. I think we were talking about Sean Doolittle. Right, I just right. wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah, you're analyzing what he's saying way too hard. He wasn't okay. making suppositions. He's trying to get on the plane. They shoved a microphone in the face like, hey, dude, what went wrong? And like I said before, some people just fuck up one day. And there's not a big reason for it. It just happens. Okay, so it wasn't but, one day. Okay, okay. Well, what are the, what are the other examples? Okay, so I, I, did I already say that he came back, um, the, not the next day, 
they gave him a day off and then he came back the next and it was seven to four and he did good did good but then they and they were like oh wow the original do sean do is back so he at the first reds never left you fool (laughs) then they're playing the reds which is not as competitive a team uh, for us as maybe the Mets or the Dodgers or whatever. And we've got this, um, you know, uh, three or four uh, lead. And he basically gives, again, again, he gives up two runs in the ninth inning, just barely squeaking out of the thing. And then what is his excuse? He's like, well, man, I'm really glad we were up four. So <laughs> It's like, that's what you really need to do for me at this point. (laughs) Look, it's a team effort, whatever. He could afford it. They still won. It's a team effort. Everything is being eked out. We just eke out a win. Sometimes you lose. Whatever. I mean. Well, no, we're blowing through the Reds now, but. uh, Well, as you said, they're not the most competitive team. No, no, but they're not the worst either. I mean, it's not like the Marlins. Well, how are their closers doing? Why don't you get into analyze the freaking Marlins? <laughs> because you seem to be training too hard on Doolittle. Okay. I did just want to mention that really his worst crime throughout that series were the glasses that he was wearing in the post-game interview. Oh, dear. Yeah. He Not likes, He my likes his crazy glasses. I he, wear... He has discussed choice. that. I mean, he's tried contacts, but he prefers... The, um, what are, I don't know what I don't have a problem with him using glasses. I have a problem with those particular (laughs) His His Elton John type crazy, or Um, they're not even Elton Elton John. Elton John would be an upgrade. No, that's what, uh, Gerardo Parra has, the Elton John. John Lennon would be an upgrade. He's, he's sort of doing the ultra sporty ones. What is that? Okra? 3D glasses that they hand out at the movie theater (laughs) would be an upgrade. The Disneyland, uh, attraction. At Galaxy Edge, these I just kept them on the entire time. Okay, so the other thing I uh, wanted to transition to, so the end of that game too, because we did a, a whole episode, most of a whole episode on the dirty umps, <laughs> and and so um, in which you were also trying to push a narrative that I was like, no, please stop. No, that's true. We disagreed. We disagreed. I mean, I had I came that forward with great evidence based on the Supreme the sum, Court. The plot summary of all of these episodes. Like <laughs> we disagreed. <laughs> well, that is the that's the thrust of this, isn't it? Right. This is the um, we are the okay. No people. more meta. No more meta analysis of the podcast, please. Okay. Okay. Well, so um, ninth inning, second game, uh, very very successful hitter. Uh, baby shark himself, Gerardo Parra, is up there swinging, and this ump just ass rapes him all over the place. You know, throwing out the strike zone and um, calls him out, and basically loses the game. At least we had a chance. I mean, you can it never was the say last one call strike. It's the last strike, and as they, as people, as we talked about on that episode about the dirty umps. There is a human nature to once you're losing to call that third strike faster. There are more incorrect calls on the third strike than there are on the first strike because they're already against you mentally. It's just your mind is already thinking, oh, this guy's going to get out. And it was the end of the game. We were losing. 
I just, I don't think that's evidence of dirty umping at all. I think that would just be like a expected error. But this guy has a lot of complaints against him this year. Maybe he does. Maybe he's a fucking dirty ump. And if he is, I hope I don't have the proof down. But I mean, I'm just when I see these. But I don't think that situation is evidence enough. I just I just think we should start a crowdfunding thing for all the dirty umps and get guys to whack them or at least beat them up. Well, you can put your name to that Kickstarter. (laughs) If you want to put a hit on a freaking umpire, you go right ahead. (laughs) I would rather do it through some back channels. Maybe the mafia. You're a little CIA. smarter than I am. Yes. Whoever those guys that okay. got Jeffrey Epstein were in prison, I'd maybe call them. They're doing a good job oh, keeping oh. everything tight. So you think he was off by one of the wealthy clients? I'm just putting it out there. Probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. Probably. He had too many naked photos of Tony Blair. Was it Tony Blair? But we're going to keep... Well, that's what people think. Uh, we're going to just... George keep, Mitchell. We're going to keep the politics out. Prince Andrew. <laughs> well, that's not... Is that politics? That's crime and I mean... Of course it's And politics. punishment. That's what we're all totally I, into here. We're, we're talking about crime. That's what the dirty umps are, man. This is the greatest allegedly. gambling scandal in America. Well, yeah, but what are... I mean, we're gambling on the Marlins versus the Nationals. <laughs> I'm like, what a great story. No, no, no. It was the Mets. Come on. We're, we were fighting for second place. Mets versus the Nationals. Oh, okay, sorry, fighting sorry. against the Braves. Come on. It was legitimate. Come on. Uh, 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 actual story. I don't think that we here in the Nationals can flatter ourselves enough to think that, you know, we someone needs to pay some umps off to fuck us up. <laughs> like... We'll fuck ourselves up. Well, no, and that was supposed to be the opening skit that we were going to do where, you know, some guy goes, hey, uh, Dirty Umps, guess what? Everybody gets to go home because the Nats have their bullpen. So you guys, we're going to pay everybody. It's just you really don't have to do anything today because the bullpen's coming. Nothing (laughs) is funnier than describing a skit that you didn't write. (laughs) Okay, well, I can cut it out. Take me. 